Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. The word of the Lord today is uncommon sense. Can you touch about two people before you take your seat and tell them what God is getting ready to do? It does not make sense. Just tell two people what God is getting ready to do. It does not make sense. Stay with me today, fellas. This is going to be quick. I don't have a long message. I've just got something prophetic. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. It is Fallback Sunday. And God said... I'm giving you, thank you, baby, I will. I honor my wife today. God says, I'm giving you momentum. Now, I'm a, I'm a huge fan, and I said, God, you've got to make this thing make sense because I'm standing before people who have already experienced some, sometimes even the best and the worst that this year has had to offer. So if I'm just going to stand up here and tell them that, Lord, please let it make sense to me because I've been through some things in 2018 myself. And, and I'm a huge fan of movies, and God began to speak to me as I was sitting there. I love movies. Don't judge me. I like movies. I love watching shows. Netflix and Hulu gets my money before my rent does. Amen. If I'm put out, I still got some entertainment. But, but, but no, for real, for real. So I love watching it. And, and one of the things that I've noticed is that in the best movies, there can be a point when you feel like, I, I've got this movie figured out. I, I pretty much know how this movie is going to go. In fact, my wife and I were at a movie yesterday, and I told her after a certain point in the movie, I almost began to lose interest because it seemed like the movie had played out and it was going to be happily ever after, and it was just the end of the movie. But as right when I started to give up, I even started looking for plans for later that evening. Am I, are you a witness, baby? Okay, thank you. But as I began to lose interest in the movie, Something shifted in the movie that changed the course of that movie. And, and this is known as a plot twist. Everybody say plot twist. And, and when I begin to look up what a plot twist is, a plot twist is when the movie has occurred for a long length of time. And it is right near the end of the movie that everything that had seemingly been figured out then comes into a different place and the movie shifts and ends a different way. God sent me here today to let you know that this is not common. This does not make sense. But you are literally in the midst of a spiritual and supernatural plot twist. Things that you thought have already been settled concerning 2018. God sent me here today to let you know that I am shifting and twisting the plot. I know you thought you had it figured out. I know you've been working on your New Year's resolutions, but God sent me to Fellowship Church today to let you know that the movie is not over. The credits are not rolling because I came to stop some things in the spirit and let you know that I'm changing the direction of the plot. Now, I don't know what it means to you, but if you know you need God to change this plot, I dare about 10 of you to stand up on your feet and lift up your hands and worship God first right there because God says, I'm changing the course of your year. I feel you in this room, Holy Ghost. I feel you. Yeah, yeah, I know this is the year of fulfillment. And Pastor Tony released that word at the beginning of the year. And I want you to know that God would not speak to that man and have him release a word only for you to leave out of 2018 saying the things that I thought would be fulfilled are still incomplete. I'm here to let you know as a covenant brother that what God has spoken concerning your life, concerning your year, it will come to pass. Can you just encourage a neighbor as they encourage you and tell them it will come to pass? I 
feel like preaching, Marcus. I feel like preaching. I'll be at C Sharp soon because I came to let some people know in the house today, don't you dare close your calendar. Don't you dare close your expectation because God has something he wants to do in 2018. Yeah, I, I'm a fan, Fellowship Church of Movies. I'm also a fan of sports and my favorite sport is basketball. And I'm a huge fan of the greatest to ever wear number 23, LeBron James. Amen. Just give God a praise right there. I don't need to hear you. I got the mic. Security, listen for the booze. And I'm a huge fan of LeBron. And he, he, he recently, in case you did not know, he recently left Cleveland. Who can blame him? And went to Los Angeles. And, you know, he's at the Lakers and their season has started. And the season has not started the way they have expected it to start. But it, it really caused me to scratch my head. In fact, this week there was a story that was released questioning whether or not the coach would still have his job because after 10 games, they've only won four of them and they've lost six of them. And they're questioning, I'm sorry, they won four and they played five. Their 10th game is tonight, but they have a losing record is the point. And... There were people saying, what are they going to do in L.A.? Are they going to get rid of the coach? Are they going to get rid of some of the players? Are some of the people that we thought not who we thought they were? But what, what amazes me, however, about this is that LeBron James, this is not the first time he's ever changed the team. If you study the history of LeBron James, he will change a team. And when he goes to a new team, that team always starts off slow. Somebody say slow. In fact, when he played with two other superstars, they still, after the first 10 games, had a losing record. But the thing that is so amazing, which is why I love LeBron so, is because no matter how bad he started, he always finished the season better than those that started better than him. And it really made me think, why in the world would they question this man when they've seen him do this time and time again with worse teammates, with a worse situation, and yet somehow, some way, LeBron James could finish the season better than he started. That made me think about fellowship because there are some people in the room today, you're on the same team, not as LeBron, but you've got God on your team. And God has a track record of never finishing worse than he ever started so if there's somebody in the room today that needed to be reminded that with God on your team there may have been some people that started better than you but I'm here to let you know we serve a God that can make sure you still finish better I don't know what it means to you but I'm in November and I only got a few more days left so I know I need my finish to be better than my start lifting up hands already. Forget about y'all. Thanking God for the fact that God, you are the God that will finish what you started. In fact, you said in your word, better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. So I came to let somebody know that 2018 cannot, will not, shall not end until it ends better. Somebody ought to give God a worship for the fact that it's going to end Y'all bear with me. I haven't preached in about a month. I feel like preaching. I got a long week of preaching this week, but I feel something rising in fellowship. I came to let somebody know today that what God is getting ready to do in your life, it will not make sense. It will not be what is logical to you. And you've got to be willing to receive the fact that it won't make sense. But the enemy, he doesn't know the plans but he knows the people. And while he cannot change the plan, he can change the people. And I don't know about you, but one of the biggest ways, in fact, since the very beginning, that the enemy has changed the course of a plan is he has used people to do it. When he changed from the very beginning in the garden, he used people to do it. Historically, whenever something shifted in a nation, 
it always came as a result of people. And I believe that is so important because even as I'm standing here today, I'm telling you about uncommon sense and it won't make sense. But understand that even though you've gotten this word, you're getting this word, you're still going to have to face reality. You're going to have to deal with some people. And let me help you before I break this thing down because I'm going to break down this verse in three parts and I'm going home. But let me help you before I break this thing down because I know for some of you, you're automatically thinking about people that you don't like and people that are haters. And I'm one of those preachers. I do believe in haters because I've met some myself. I got some still following me, but that's another story. I do recognize that haters do exist. But haters are not the only people that can stop you from getting what God has for you. Yeah, sometimes it's the people that mean well by you. Sometimes it's the people that love you and support you but they just don't seemingly understand what God is doing through you. But you've got to learn not just how to tell the haters. It's easy to say I'm going to stun on my haters. It's easy to say I'm going to hit the block button. But what about it's from people that you got to double tap every time they post. Can you still be encouraged and stay strong when people who love you and have proven themselves to you don't understand? But allow me to help you because the first part of the verse says, eyes have not seen. Eyes have not seen. Which means that it does not mean there's something wrong with people for not seeing it the way you do. Because God did not reveal it to them, he revealed it to you. So if ever there's a problem with somebody, it's not with them for speaking against the vision. It's for you for stopping the vision because you cannot allow people who have not had the capacity to see something to stop you from doing and pursuing what God has placed in your spirit. If I ask anybody in the room, how many of you would let a blind man be your Uber driver? All of you would say no. But if I looked at your life, it might mean yes, because some of you have made life decisions based on people who don't even have the capacity, thank you baby, for seeing what God is doing in your life. And you have stunted your momentum, you have stunted your growth, you have stunted your increase, because you have depended upon people who never even saw what God showed you. You gotta make a decision in this moment that I will not stop because of people who cannot see what I see. Because if the car gets wrecked, you can't sue the driver. You can only fault yourself. Because nobody's going to sit there and say a blind man shouldn't have driven you around. You should have never gotten in the back seat with somebody who could not see. And I wonder how many of our lives do we need to cancel that trip and request another Uber because I need to go somewhere else with who can see. And I'm not ridiculous. I understand that you can be in a situation where something is in your spirit, but your reality does not match it. But the Bible is very clear that we walk not by sight, but we walk by faith. And if you're going to have an uncommon ending, you're going to have to recognize that faith is the key to everything unlocking in your life. And, and I believe that the Holiness Pentecostal Church, I grew up in one, I love it. But I believe we've done a great job of teaching people how to die, but we haven't done the best job of teaching people how to live because you know how to be holy, thank God for that, but do you have some faith? I know you know what not to do, but do you know how to believe God for what you can't do? I know you understand things as they are, but do you have the ability to trust and believe God beyond what you see? And in case you're wondering, I know what it's like to trust God beyond what I'm seeing, but I find my confidence and my encouragement in knowing that what I'm believing for does not come through me. It comes through him. So I came here to encourage you today not to trust what you see. We walk by faith. Somebody shout faith. And not by sight. Here's what I learned about faith. Faith does not make sense. But it does make miracles. 
So the question is, do you want what makes sense? Or do you want what makes miracles? Because I don't know about you, but I'm believing God for miracles. And what I'm believing him to do, it will not make sense if I stood up here and told you everything that God has placed in my spirit. But I'm not believing for what makes sense to you. I'm believing for what makes miracles from God. So I've got to stand in the main portion of whatever will make a miracle in my life. I will not stand by what makes sense because some of you are believing God for what makes miracles but gets discouraged when it doesn't come to what makes sense. But you got to realize if you're believing for a miracle, God won't always do it through what makes sense. I love my wife and I love all that she is to me. And one of the greatest things that this woman is, is she's an incredible cook. And she made me a dish last night. It was awesome. And she made me some chicken, baked or barbecue chicken and roasted potatoes. And one of my favorites that she makes is, you know, even though I had barbecue last night, I, I love fried chicken. I eat barbecue because I was coming to see you. But I'll eat fried tonight, amen. So I love when she fries chicken. And I understand the recipe. Of course, there's breader, there's oil, there's seasoning. I don't cook, so I'm only guessing. But, but, but there's one thing that I've never seen my wife fry chicken without. I've never seen her fry chicken without chicken. And some of you are asking God to give you a miracle without faith and faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen you cannot have a miracle until you've first given God your faith because without faith Hebrews 11 says it is impossible to please him for they that come to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him I know you put the on the stove. I know you put the grease in the pot. I know you've been praying. You've got your bread. You've been fasting. You've got your seasoning. You've been coming to church. You've got your oil. But my question is today, where is your faith? Do you have some chicken in the pot? Because you have no reason to be mad at God for not frying the chicken if you first have not given God the chicken. And I wonder how many of us in the room today have been praying, asking God to do it in our life. But secretly you've been making other plans. Secretly you've been making other ways. Secretly you've been seeking out other options because you're giving him the bread of your prayer. You're giving him your gift, your seasoning. You're giving him your worship, your oil. But you're sitting on the couch with the chicken beside you making other plans on your phone because you have not yet given him your faith. Look at your neighbor and say, give him your faith. I've never seen it. I've never seen chicken be fried without chicken in the pot. So I got to give him my faith. Faith is the main ingredient that's missing because I'm telling you, you got to really have some faith to believe that God will do it in less than 60 days what has not been done so far in 300 days. <laughs> you got to really have some faith, baby, to believe that somebody with your last name can have what you're believing for. Yes, sir, I feel like preaching. You got to really have some faith to believe that God will use this. Can any good thing come from Nazareth? You got to really have some faith to believe. Can any good thing come from Winston? You, you really got to have some faith to believe. Wherever you're from, whatever your family is, it's only going to take faith to believe whatever God has placed in your spirit. I know you thought I could lay hands and it's going to happen. I know you thought Pastor Tony could preach and that was enough. But I heard Paul saying not being mixed with faith. It did not profit them that heard it. Because even though I'm giving you this prophetic word, you still got to mix it with faith. 
faith. So if your story does not make it to the New Year's Eve service, don't come looking for me. Look in the mirror and ask yourself, did I mix this word with faith? reminded let's stay in Hebrews chapter 11 I'm almost done part one eyes part two everybody say ears 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 have not they've never heard anything like this before so why in the world are you listening to people who have not heard what you're talking about God bless them but if someone only speaks Spanish I'm not listening to them to give me instructions because they don't know how to interpret English and some of you are listening to people who mean well they know how to speak their language but they don't know how to speak your language and here you are getting confused getting discouraged getting messed up because you've been listening to people who cannot even speak the language that you need to hear there are sometimes when you gotta block out certain things from entering your ears I don't know how you feel about it but I know even people that I know love me sometimes I gotta say wait a minute I can't hear that right now because my faith is not strong enough to stand what you're talking about because sometimes I gotta be willing to shut up I can't listen to it I gotta step right here and wait on God because if I listen to you my life will look like yours but if I'm waiting on God then what I'm believing for somebody shout it will come to pass Hebrews 11 and 9 I'm sorry 11 and 7 by faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet moved with fear prepared an ark now let me stop right there I've heard it said that fear is the enemy of faith that where there is fear there can be no faith but I don't mean to upset your theology and your pastor's a close friend of mine. If I'm wrong, he'll call me tomorrow and cancel my check. But I don't think he's going to do that. So, so here's what I understand. Fear, I've heard, is the absence of faith. But I've learned through my own personal experience that fear can actually be the affirmation of faith. Because you don't really know how to have faith until something scares you until you don't know is this even gonna work will I even look like I make sense will I look crazy if I'm stepping out here talking about this is what I'm getting ready to do I'm here to let you know that fear is not the absence of it it's the affirmation of it until it scares you a little bit maybe you ain't ready for it yet because you gotta know if I step out on this thing it could change everything concerning my life so I gotta trust and believe God but Noah stepped out with his fear Noah had fear but his fear didn't have him and it's okay to allow fear to be present but you gotta let fear know you can be present but you better stay in that back seat cause you can't drive this car baby you cannot take me where you're trying to take me you can be in the car but you can't touch my radio because what I'm listening to in this vehicle is only what's going to make miracles. I'm almost done, Marcus. But let's go there. It's easy to read the Bible from knowing the story. But can we for a moment put ourselves in the story? Forget what you know. Noah, I want you to build an ark. And I want you to build it for rain. But wait a minute, God. I don't even know what rain is. Because I've never seen it rain. And would you believe that God gave Noah the ability and the knowledge to build a structure to withstand something that he didn't even know what it looked or felt like. And I believe that even while Noah was building that structure, 
ears have not heard were in the midst. I believe that while Noah was finding wood, what wood do I need for an ark when there's about to be rain? I don't know, God, is this the right wood? Ears have not heard were saying, what are you doing with that wood? I, I, I believe that while Noah was building that ark, ears have not heard were coming around saying, what are you doing with those nails? You don't need that. I believe that while Noah was building that ark, ears that have not heard were coming around in the midst. And can I tell y'all a secret? I would love to tell you that the day Noah finished building the ark was the day the flood came and everything changed. But there was even some time after Noah built the ark that even after I built what I've been posting, even after I built what I've been praying about, even after I built what I've been talking about, that even after it's all finished, I look crazy. But I'm so glad to moment because I heard the Bible say the only way you're going to get faith is faith cometh by hearing so it's not just what you said it's not just what you see but it's what you have heard faith cometh by hearing but it doesn't stop right there hearing by the word of God and I want to challenge you in this next point to stay committed to what you've heard God speak to your spirit I know I may look crazy but I'm going to keep on building this thing look at your neighbor and say neighbor it may not work right now but keep on building the ark because what God has put in your spirit is not just for what's now he's put in your spirit for what's coming I heard the R&B group say it like this can you stand the rain I know the ark looks stupid in dry ground but can you build an ark a vision a dream a legacy that will look good even when the rain comes the ark will not be destroyed Noah committed to building that thing I'm plugging away ears have not heard God they're downing me ears have not heard God I look crazy ears have not heard God should I quit ears have not heard God was this you ears have not heard God was this me ears have not heard God am I the one ears have not heard God is this the church ears have not heard God is this my spouse ears have not heard God are these the children you promised me ears have not heard God I'm saying everything I'm hearing but you gotta understand there's a reason why the ears cannot hear what God is saying to you because the next part of the voice of the verse is neither has it entered into the heart of man and what that literally means translated in the original version is it has not entered into the mind of man man's mind does not even have the capacity to think of what's necessary to bless your legacy which is why you gotta stop letting people who couldn't even think of a better plan if you ask them for one to talk you out of the plan that you're committed to because some of you in this room you've allowed people to tell you that plan won't work but they can't create a plan that will work and the reason why they can't create a plan that will work is because neither has it entered into the mind of man man cannot think that sounds like bible because now unto him who is able to do exceeding I feel my church coming up abundantly above all you can ask or think so if man cannot think it it must be God if man cannot figure it out it must be God if man cannot figure it out it must be from God can I tell you something they may ask 
how it happened, but they won't be able to change who it's happening for. And I set that up for the last part of the verse. Eyes have not everybody say seen. Ears have not everybody say heard. Neither has it entered into the mind. Everybody say the mind of man. But here comes the plot twist right here. What God? The whole time you've been looking at man. But here comes the plot twist. But what God hath prepared. I'm I'm getting ready to go because I, I gotta leave you right here. But here's the good news of the message. I did all that talking about man, but the good news is the plot twist is man can't do nothing to stop it because they can't even start it. But I'm so glad that it doesn't end with man. It even ends with me because what I cannot even do. The good news for Fellowship Church, and I'm really done preaching right here, is that it's not on you, it's on God. Is there anybody in the room, give me C-sharp, let me hear something, that can thank God for the fact that you feel the weight and you feel the pressure of what has happened in 2018. You feel the weight and the pressure of everything you faced. You feel the weight and the pressure of everything you've gone through. You feel the weight and the pressure of what this year has done so far. But I stopped by here to Fellowship Church to let somebody know in this room as I get ready to close my sermon that the good news today is that it's not on you. This one is on God. Can you help me close my sermon? Shake your name. I'm in my key now. Thank you, sir. By the hand and say, neighbor, I know, I know you've been waiting on me. I know, I know you've been waiting on what you can do. But the good news is that this one is on God. I'm done preaching today. Can you stand to your feet and let's have a little bit of church. I stopped by here to tell you that what God has prepared for you is bigger than your own hands. What God has prepared for you is bigger than your own imagination. I'm here to let you know that the reason you had to go through everything you went through this year is because God had to set you up for your plot twist. Is there anybody you're in this room? Thank you, baby. You thought you had the movie figured out. You moved on in your mind and your heart. But God sent me to fellowship to let you know fall back. Look at your neighbor and say fall back. Get out of the way because God is getting ready to do it. Where's the Bible? But they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew your strength. I'm here to let you know that you're going to reap if you think not. You're going to see it if you believe it. I'm through preaching, but shake your neighbor's hand for the last time. Rock them and shake them. Shake them and rock them. Rock them and shake them. Shake them and rock them. And say, neighbor, it won't make sense, but it will make miracles. Is there anybody you're in this room that can shout because God is getting ready to make miracles. I prophesy miracles in your home, miracles in your body, miracles in your money, miracles. Miracles, miracles are coming. I see a miracle. I 
see a blessing. I see favor. I see healing. I see provision. I see deliverance. Whatever you need, I see it. Tell them it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It don't make sense, but it's coming. It doesn't make sense, but it's here. It doesn't make sense, but I feel it. It doesn't make sense, but I see It doesn't make sense, but I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I see a cloud about the size of a man's hand. I see something. Hear something. Somebody shout, it's coming. I dare to lift up those hands and worship God. I feel it coming. If I be a man of God, I'd stand here today to prophetically declare that it is coming. If you believe in God that is coming, I dare you to run to this altar right now. I gotta lay hands on you. Keep that flow going. If you believe in God, I tell you right now to lift up those hands and get to this altar because I believe it's coming. I shout, it's coming in. Decree that is coming in this place. What you believe in God for? Somebody shout, it's coming. I don't care what it looks like, I don't care what it feels like. I decree and I declare it's coming. It's coming. You've waited, you've prayed, you've cried, you've kept the faith, but I decree and I declare that it is coming. Let me hear your faith rising in this moment. If you believe in God for it, I need you to let faith rise. attention may I have your attention I have to obey the voice of God I'm not coming here for an emotional response I'm not putting on the show and I don't want to make a spectacle of this moment I heard the Holy Ghost speak to me and say slow this thing down and have everybody on this altar before I lay hand, another hand You've got to come into agreement with this. Not waiting on what I'm going to do. But it starts with what you do. So I need you to lift those hands all over this altar. Get on the keys, Marcus. Let's shift this thing. Lift those hands all over this altar. Because I'm believing God. But it starts with your declaration. And I need everybody that's on the altar to open up your mouth right now and whatever you're believing God to do I need you to take this moment and open up your mouth and speak to God before I touch another person because this is not a magic trick this is not abracadabra you got it if you come into agreement with it it's yours but if you're standing there waiting for me to make it happen it'll never happen I need everybody on this altar if you want to stay on this altar if you don't want to do this you can go back but I need you right now to open up your mouth and lift those hands let's shift now Marcus lift those hands open up your mouth and believe God 
want you to open up your mouth and tell him what you want to see. I want you to make it very clear in the spirit. It is not just enough to think it in your mind, to feel it in your heart. But in order to receive salvation, you got to first confess. And so that means you got to open up your mouth and make your confession known. So right now, I need everybody on this altar to open up your mouth. I feel God. God, I thank you for what is being released in this atmosphere. For every word, I feel the Spirit of God. I'm praying in agreement right now. God, for every person that's standing on this altar, that's speaking up, God, I decree and declare. I hear it. No longer will they be silent. Some of you, you've been silenced. Life has caused, thank you, Holy Spirit, you to be quiet. You have not seen it because you have not even said it. But if I be a man of God and I stand here today as one, the moment you open up your mouth, it's like breaking the seal on a soda. You can't drink it until you first broke the cap. And for some of you in this room, you have had the seal on your mouth. You have not confessed and declared and decreed what you believe in God to do in your life. You've been silent. And because of your silence, you've seen nothing. But God sent me here this morning to tell you to open up your mouth and declare to the devil, I will not be silent. I've been quiet long enough. I decree and declare right now that even as you, that's it, I hear a sound. That's it from your belly. Come on, open up. I hear a sound. As you begin to open up right now, God says, I'm releasing it as you say it. You've allowed the devil to tell you to be quiet. But look at somebody, not look at nobody, but declare for yourself. The quiet game is over. I dare you to say it like you mean it. The quiet game is over. I've been quiet. I've been silent. But right now, I am breaking the cap. I am breaking the seal. And I will experience the glory of God in my life. You've been quiet long enough. But make your confession known. Make it known, God. I believe you. I believe for my family. I believe. I believe for my healing. Come on, say it. I believe. I believe for my deliverance. Come on and say it. I believe. I believe for my miracle. Come on, open up your mouth and say what you believe. Say it, what you want to see on this altar. I dare you to break your silence. Break the silence. And as you begin to speak, the devil is backing up because the devil is confused. How can you still say it after everything I've done? How can you still say it after everything you've been through? How can you say it after everything you've experienced? you tried and you failed. Why are you still saying it? You tried and you were embarrassed. Why are you still talking? You said it, and it only went as far as you could take it. Why are you still talking? You are confusing the enemy. Come on. This is a moment right here. This is a moment. But this moment, this moment requires your activation. The card cannot be used until the card has first been activated. 
and you need to open up your mouth and activate your miracle with your faith and activate your faith with your power. I speak over every person on this altar. Every word that's been released, I silence the voice of the enemy. I silence the voice of the enemy right now. I silence the voice of the enemy right now. Every lie, it is canceled. Every curse, it is broken. Every trap, it is exposed. Everything, it is revealed. And I speak right now, freedom. I speak right now, deliverance. I speak right now, breakthrough. I speak right now that God is doing it. Decree and declare that this is a strategic, supernatural, spiritual moment that you're entering into. I declare and I decree that it does not make sense, but it is making miracles. I declare it's not making sense, but it's making miracles. I declare that it's not making sense, but it's making miracles. Because I don't know what to say, but I'm giving you a, a prophetic declaration. It does not make sense, but it is making miracles. What God is doing on this altar. Don't you get tired yet? Don't you get weak yet? Don't you get discouraged? Just stay in the presence. Because in the presence, there's fullness. In the presence, there's what you need. In the presence, there's a liberating freedom. In the presence, everything you've been waiting for is in the presence. Everything you've been believing for is in his presence. Don't give up, don't quit. It's in his presence. It does not make sense, but it does make miracles. I dare you to say that on this altar, over your situation. I dare you to open up your mouth and say it doesn't make sense, but it does make miracles. It doesn't make sense, the direction, but it does make miracles. I dare you on this altar to make that declaration. Miracles are being birthed. Miracles are being delivered. Miracles are showing up. It doesn't make sense, but it does make miracles. this moment. I'm done. I'm not going to hold you long. It's okay if you already left. It's cool. We're good. But everybody lift your hands right now in this moment. Now before I seal it with the last word, I dare you right now, I know you've been making declarations, but I want you now to worship. But this time you're not worshiped from a position of asking you're worshiping from a position of receiving so I dare everyone on this altar I'm getting ready to let you go but now you've got to change the posture of your worship because your posture has changed because your position has changed because now I am a recipient of what I've been requesting and I may not see it in my hands in the natural but it has shifted in the spiritual and so because my position has changed, my posture must change. So lift up your hands and take a few more seconds, and I promise I'm out of your way. And worship God for what he has now done in your life. Come on, lift it up. 
Worship God for what he's done. You can stay at that level right there. I want to hear the worshipers. I want you to worship God. Don't be emotional. Don't do it because of the musical buildup. I want you to do it because your faith has been built up. I want you to do it because I've stepped into the not yet and brought it into my right now. I want you to do it because I've stepped into another realm, a supernatural realm. I want you to do it because I believe that he is and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Come on, worship him. They that worship him must worship him in spirit. His spirit is his. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. So now, God, I've done my assignment. I've said what you told me to say. And I'm going to stop right here. Because just like the verse, this is on you. It's not on me. <laughs> and I'm glad about it. It's not on them. But God, this is on you. You said you would do it. So we believe you've done it. You said it would happen. So we believe it has happened. God, we rest not in ourselves. But we rest in you. <laughs> We rest our case in you. We thank you now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Put those hands together on your way back to your seat and tell somebody, welcome to your miracle. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 1030 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world. <laughs>